passion pod number 60. 60. That was just a really load of passion pods, which is brilliant. Thank you so much for downloading this. I don't know where you found us or how you found us, but if you haven't subscribed to us on iTunes, make sure that you do, because then you'll just get the latest from us all the time. And don't forget, we've got a newsletter as well. You can head to passionpods.co.uk and sign up for that little badger. So Passion Pod 60, very happy that this little title goes to Flowers by Daisy. Uh, Flower delivery, fresh, bright, seasonal flowers delivered for you to arrange yourself and maybe hopefully one day uh, in bouquets as well. Uh, Not been going very long, only started it last year. She's a very bright ball of energy and is obviously really, really excited about the product she's developed. It's just contagious. Uh, But really interesting advice as well about just getting out there You know, it's not complicated, a lot of this stuff, is it? It's really not, but it's um, really, really good to hear it, I think, from other people. So you feel like you're not the only one. Uh, Right, so over to Daisy. You're listening to Passion Pod number 60 with Flowers by Daisy. Uh, Right, Daisy. Flowers by Daisy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just thinking get on it. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Was it a difficult one? Yeah, the name was difficult because obviously being called Daisy, everyone's like, oh, you've got to use Daisy in your name, which I really wanted to do. But it ended up being the most simple version of all these different names, which I was brainstorming for months. It's just short and simple. But I also think, like, often that's the case, that simple is best. Yeah, like isn't the it? most obvious one is probably the best one. Yeah, because also, you know, especially with what you're doing, I don't know, you want to know what it is, what you're getting on the tin. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I want people to see my van going along and know what exactly what it is I do. Van, grown up, we'll get to that later. Uh, (laughs) Daisy, so if you were, like, I don't know, trying to come up with a couple of sentences of how to sum up uh, what Flowers by Daisy is, give me a sort of nutshell. So my business is natural-looking, fresh, seasonal flowers delivered on a subscription basis amazing if i if i was going on your website tell me what sort of options i've got in terms of delivery so you can basically sign up for a small box or a large box those are the two options i do at the moment and small box is kind of enough for one nice arrangement and a large is enough for two and the small one's 25 pounds and the large is 40 pounds and you can get it on a weekly fortnightly monthly basis whatever kind of subscription you want. In fact, like some of my clients now twice a week, which is just amazing. Amazing. Yeah, God, like, I'd love to be in a house with new flowers I twice know, a week. I know some really lucky people. <laughs> I know. I'm very jealous. Um, and I'm kind of looking at, at the moment the option of doing subscription because at the moment it's not arranged. So I'm kind of giving you something creative, but quite a lot of people don't necessarily have time or think they're going to be really rubbish so they want me to arrange them myself and like so you get a really pretty bunch that's ready to go in a vase so that's kind of another line that I'm doing now so still the subscription flowers seasonal same thing but I will have arranged it it's it's got to stay personal that's the key to my business is that it's personal and it's not interflora it's like you know that you're going to get something that's like had love put into it yeah so part of the whole staying in personal contact with all my clients is I now do a newsletter once a month which is a great way of kind of staying in touch with everyone and I always get business from it because clients who maybe forgotten about me or you know haven't been thinking they need flowers and then they'll see my newsletter pop up and always something comes of it so again doing a newsletter or doing a blog or something that people can kind of have more access to you then that's another great way to kind of get yourself out there without like being a direct sales pitch because it's like a raising awareness like a gentle tap on the shoulder yeah, exactly, isn't it rather yeah, than it's just like I'm still here. <laughs> the big sell yeah 
So take me back. Flowers. Always wanted to do flowers. I've always loved flowers, but I sort of never took floristry as, as a career or something serious that you'd actually consider doing. And I did a job that when I left uni that I was miserable in. And I, I remember writing this uh, list on an A4 piece of paper of every single job that I might like to do because I hated the one I was doing so much. And the very last one I put was florist because it was sort of like so unfeasible. It was like a fantasy job rather than like anything I could really do. Um, what was the job you were doing, if you don't mind me asking? Was it office-based or yeah, creative? Yeah, it was so office-based. I, I was working for a fine art insurance broker, which... So very different. Totally different and totally not me. And it was definitely one of those straight out of uni, bit of a panic, what am I going to do? Offered this quite respectable job. Thought it might be interesting because I'd done history of art and it was vaguely art world. And it just didn't really suit me at all. It's often the case though, isn't it? Because it's that thing, especially with more creative careers, you think of how can I make this creative career a bit more of a steady one? I think a lot of yeah. people do that. So that's a very natural step. It's so frustrating that that needs to be the case though, isn't it? At that stage, why aren't we encouraged to be like, actually you could do this. You sort of don't have any idea of how you'd even begin to do anything that wasn't like that. You know, there's no stepping stone towards doing a less conventional job. No, you're Which so is like right. Really terrifying when you're straight out of uni and you don't have any money and yeah, and how on earth you're going to make it work? Because yeah. the other ones seem to have much more of a sort of set pattern, I guess, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so okay, how did it go from being bottom of your list <laughs> to then now your business? So then I sort of worked my way down the list and realised I didn't really <laughs> want to do any of them except the bottom one and process of elimination. I just thought it's really niggling at me that I've got to at least try this. And maybe it won't be anything, but maybe it'll just be a great time away from what I'm doing now whilst I do my own thing. So um, one of my best friends from uni had moved to New York when we graduated and was doing a master's there. So I just went out there for two months. And when I was there, I worked as an intern at a florist. So I wasn't getting paid, but I was just basically soaking in everything. So was that time out that you took those two months to kind of have a bit of a rethink? Had you given up your job at that stage? I'd actually stage? had it in my notice, yeah. Yeah, okay. And you just thought, I need to have a bit of a breather and yeah. do something different. I wanted to go away and I just wanted to yeah, do something totally different and I thought it was kind of the perfect place to do it. Great. And it was absolutely amazing and I loved it so much. I kind of came back and was like, there's no way I'm going to even think about doing anything else now. Amazing. God, like a real switch. Yeah, it was completely like absorbing and stimulating in every way. So, okay, when you got back, how do you then translate that into... Because I so guess then, yeah, especially it was doing... kind of back down to earth and it was like, how do I actually do this now? So then I, again, started working for free at a florist. How are you sort of supporting yourself financially in that stage? Yeah, I've got a job at a magazine. So I'm an editorial assistant. I'm still there for two days a week, but this time I was sort of three or four days a week. So okay, so you had a steady bit That of... was my steady sort of office job. Actually, luckily, a really lovely job to have on the side because it was really fitted in really well around everything else that I was doing. And an enjoyable job. And really enjoyable and, you know, used a lot of other skills that I really enjoyed using, like writing and I was out and about reviewing things and... Which is no bad thing for what you're now doing with your great. flowers. Um, yeah. So I kind of was juggling lots of different things and I sort of set myself... 2014 to be like my year to try everything um that's it's just a small challenge there doll <laughs> just you know okay we should have been hanging out then that would have been a wild time <laughs> days give me a bit more context like to that, that. <laughs> Try anything oh God, once. Don't worry. I don't mean like try everything. I meant like throw myself in to what I wanted to do. Just say yes to all different kinds of jobs. 
even if they were way out of my depth and just go for it. Because I didn't know what type of work I wanted to do and I had all these ideas about what direction I might go in. And I just thought I'm gonna allow myself the space to like just try it out rather than thinking I've gotta go straight down one road immediately. So I did so many different things last year. Like? Like, it all sort of started when I did a pop-up shop. So a friend of mine was doing a pop-up with five other people and they asked me to go in on it. So it was really cheap. And I looked at the dates and it was over Mother- Mother's Day and I thought, that's got to happen, go yeah. I've just got to do that. So that was terrifying because it was like the first thing I'd ever done on my own. And I initially kind of thought I'd go, for, go and work for someone else first. But then I thought, well, I can't really say no to this. So I did that. Timing-wise, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, so it was just timing, really, and I guess just having the guts to just go for it and not really worry that if that was a disaster... I, I just I just thought, I've got, to, I've got to do it, and I did it, and it was great, and it led to loads of other things, and as soon as you put yourself out there, it's, like, amazing how many people, like, sort of finds out that what you're doing and reaches out to you. Especially, I imagine, if it's something more unusual... Uh, or something slightly different from the norm, it becomes yeah. a much easier way to distinguish yourself almost. It's like, oh, you know, that girl Daisy who does flowers. You know, it's like... Exactly, yeah. And it seemed to be something that... People were picking people up were on. picking up on, yeah. People were getting in contact with me about jobs and kind of word of mouth was just carrying me forwards. God, amazing. Which was like a dream, really. And then, yeah, I just got asked to do different things. I was talking, you know, people always putting you in touch with other people. And I would definitely advise you to always go for it to those meetings, like whether it's like coffee with someone or like a drink, whatever, because the amount of those that you do to get like one thing that might come through, like one of them led to my, um, I did a piece in Sunday Times Star magazine last month. and As you do. I mean, come on, that's amazing. (laughs) Just these things just happen from connections really that you may, may not have even seen at the time. Like last year I went to meet Shane Connolly, who is, really big dog florist like he did the flowers for Kate Middleton's wedding oh bloody hell like properly top (laughs) of the tree like just amazing to even go and meet him and he asked me to go and do a freelance job in Azerbaijan last summer oh my as you do I mean you couldn't write this stuff actually just crazy and like I had to miss Glastonbury which I was meant to be going to with all my friends and it was like I kind of decided this is the year I'm doing it and I've got to do it so I had this amazing trip and learn all this stuff and just was working with these top florists which was a bit like being you know on MasterChef it was absolutely terrifying and I always felt like I was the bottom rung but it was amazing to see how many other rungs there were to go in a way. But take me back so how did you get to meet him in the first place was that just a coffee or a contact or how? It was a contact of someone who else who'd worked for him so it was a very loose connection but I sort of followed it up and said I'd go in you know I said I'll come to your studio and just you know maybe we can chat for 10 minutes you know I'm really interested to hear what you do just really open really I didn't even think anything would come of it and then I got there and it sort of did but it's just like seizing those opportunities when they come up so I was just doing all kinds of things then in the summer I decided to like get on the festival scene a bit which was also great I decided to run a stand at um, a Somersault festival in Devon so making fresh flower crowns which are now absolutely everywhere but they weren't quite such a big thing last year and definitely not at festivals um, and that was again terrifying because like, I'd never even been to a festival, let alone like thought about being a trader and all the stuff that comes with that. Like 
you have to like get insurance and you know, all this stuff that I had no clue about. Um, How did you find it out though, Daisy, when you were doing it? Was it just a matter of trial and error? Like, for example, something like the insurance? Like, Well, you have to fill in sort of millions of forms when you're applying to be a trader so it's just as you come across the question you have to realize how to figure out the answer and generally I'd ask other people that I knew I knew a couple of people that also do festivals and they were just so helpful and it's just kind of learning as you go along definitely um so I did somersault which was absolutely brilliant last year like it'll always be like what I'd remember as like the start of my whole thing that I've done on my own because I just realized what I got from it was that it was like everyone wanted a piece of the action for themselves. So I thought I'd be selling loads of flower crowns that I'd made. But then I offered to do like one workshop a day. And the workshops were like so popular. Like everyone wanted to have a go. Everyone wanted to like learn how to do it themselves and do something creative and sit down and learn a skill. And so that was when I realised that it's not just about giving someone the flowers. It's about giving them this whole creative thing. So sort of experience, of, yeah, sort of more of an experience and more of a like, I don't know, like a time out from your normal crazy life where you can just do something really relaxing and interesting and just totally different, really. So then I came back from that and I had had my flower box idea, sort of in the back of my mind for ages. And I delivery, thought, which is the delivery of yeah flowers to Londoners who maybe don't have a garden, don't ever get really to see what's in season, anything like that that was like my next thing that I kind of had to try this idea god I mean so much stuff in a year isn't yeah. it amazing what you can cram in though <laughs> if you say yes and are really on it like it's incredible yeah. just hearing it all in a Once nutshell the ball's rolling it's kind of rolling and you can't then stop it so you just might as well go with it so I just kept going with it and decided to do a trial of my idea which was October to December so it was I think it was six weeks so maybe it wasn't even that long it was November to December something like that and I kind of wanted to do a trial run rather than just being like, oh, I'm doing this new thing amongst like friends and people I thought might be interested, a diverse range of people, really. So sort of like market research, yeah, I guess. Exactly like, yeah, exactly. My own market research for myself. So I had this idea, basically, that a bit like the organic fruit and veg box, like we moved house when I was 20 from a Victorian sort of family house to a muse house, which is great, but no garden. And it's really urban. And we loved getting our fruit and veg boxes. And just it's so easy not to realise when you're in London, like what season it is or what naturally might be happening in the world. Like you don't get any sense of that. You're very disconnected, aren't you? Totally disconnected. And it can be like too much. So I kind of had this idea building on like what I got from the workshops and everything of doing flowers that people could like arrange themselves at home. So I choose what I think would make a nice kind of bouquet or like selection of flowers and box them up and deliver them with like tips of how what you could do with them and like information about the flowers give them things they may not already naturally buy or see um and also just provide a bit of a middle ground for people filling the gap in between the luxury florist where you might get something really spectacular to send to someone for a really special occasion you've got to be wanting to spend quite a bit of money and if you don't know that much about flowers, you don't really know what you're getting. You just sort of think you spend more, you're probably going to get a bigger bunch, whatever. And the other option is kind of supermarket or, you know, your flower cart on the road. Kind of, there isn't that much in the way of like a middle ground, like everyday flowers that are actually nice. And, you know, supermarket flowers, yeah, they're fine, but they're not going to like light up your life. So it was kind of giving an everyday option. 
for people. So I sort of did my trial, which was crazy. <laughs> so much work. It was like I was driving all around London because I do, do everything myself. So it was like go to the market in the morning, box everything up, condition everything, box everything up, deliver it round. It was like, I don't know, 15, 16 hour days. <laughs> How long was it for? Months? It was a six week trial. Okay. But I was only doing Monday and Friday deliveries. So... Around your other job then, I guess. Around my other job, which was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So it was pretty full on. And then at the end of that six weeks, I had a drinks party and like got everyone to fill in feedback sheets. And we just like chatted about everything, every detail of it, which was great because obviously everyone had so much to say. And it kind of involved them in the whole process and the whole idea. So they were kind of into it and kind of wanted to help as much as possible. So that was great. And then loads of people just wanted to keep going. They were like, please, can this not be a trial? Can we just keep going with it? And I was kind of like, well, that's amazing that you want to do that anyway. Because I kind of thought I'd do this as a test and then sort of launch it. But actually, it sort of seamlessly just carried on because there was the demand. So then it was like growing that network of people. And actually, that again happened really organically because people would see the flowers in someone's house and ask about them and then sign up themselves or sign up a friend or... And it's like the potential for giving it to someone is a gift. Like I've got friends who are in the army who give it to their girlfriend every week or fortnight or whatever. And it works in different ways for different people. But it's kind of now just building up the awareness that there's such a service. I just, I'm interested how for you at that point, was it like obviously really exciting, but also dawning on you of like, right, wow, so here we go. Yeah, wow. it was terrifying because then everyone's like, oh, so what's your website? What's your... And it's like, God, I don't have a website. I don't have a phone. I don't have anything other than like, my own mobile number to give it out to people, my personal email address. So it was suddenly like having to be a bit more professional about it. So was that was that kind of a conscious thing of like, right, I'm going to, you know... Yeah, so then in the new year, I was like, I need a website because all anyone had been asking me the year before was like, what's your website, what's your website? And to be anything now, you kind of have to have a website. So that was my priority in the beginning of this year. And again, like just drawing on friends and I've got a friend who... Um, helps build websites and he was just amazing at helping me to build mine and getting someone else I know who does like graphics to make me a logo and all that kind of thing which is so much fun but it's quite big it's like making big decisions like is this the logo I want forever and you don't really know but you kind of got to go for it because you need a logo and then I've just sort of been building it and building it. What do you reckon have been the biggest challenges uh, for your flowers by Daisy journey what do you think you found the most challenging? work <laughs> because it's like the most physically demanding job like it's physically exhausting you're up at the crack of dawn you're going to the market you're carrying buckets of water you know you have to be quite fit anyway to do it and then the emotional exhaustion of like building a business anyone would know is completely all-consuming like financially it's demanding um but now you're still doing your so you're saying earlier, so you've I'm got... still working at the magazine so I do two days a week now because I needed more time to focus but it's like a juggling act because it's sort of I need the money but I also need the time so you end up working all the time really <laughs> it's like well, yeah welcome to being self-employed <laughs> it's like, like weekend huh evenings sorry <laughs> yeah I mean that is something you just have to sacrifice I think but it doesn't really matter as much as it would in my old job my holidays were like absolute gold dust because they're the only time that I felt like I was alive really and now it just doesn't matter as much but having said that I kind of did get to the point this summer where I was like gonna crash and burn <laughs> you can't sustain like working that hard over a long period of time and not having any help because 
you know, you can't afford to employ someone. It's like, how can I get some support without having the finances to like get someone to help me? How did you get around that? Well, I'm sort of still doing it, but I've basically taken August off because almost all of my customers are away for August. So that kind of gave me a bit of flexibility. And to I've actually had, just stop as just well. To just stop and just be like, where have I come? Where am I trying to go? And I've had some big events in August. Like I did a really big wedding on the weekend and I've done a couple of festivals. So that's kind of sustained me for the summer. But it's just been a great kind of taking stock and just thinking that moving forward, that is the demand. It just needs, I need to get a team. I need to get people that I can really count on rather than being the only one you know, having to be responsible for everything to share that burden out a bit. Okay, my love. So um, I've set up this thing. So what what are the three essential things that you need to take with you on your day? So I've got three things. I've got, um, you can take a person or people, take a thing or an object, someone said to me the other day, which is probably a better way of describing it, um, and an inspiration. It sounds really stupid, but my person, I'm going to say, is Nick Grimshaw. <laughs> tell me about that having the radio is like an essential part of my job because I'm on my own I'm doing deliveries I'm in my van I'm at the market and he's up at six on the radio and I feel like we're best friends obviously we're not (laughs) don't love it (laughs) little do you know he's inspiring flowers by Daisy on a daily basis no good one love Um, that so that's not really to do with me but it's just like keeps just keeps you going having the radio on oh no doll you're Um, preaching to the converted on that one And then the thing's got to be the van. Tell me about the van. So your face lights up when yeah, you talk about the van. van. It's like my baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sad. Like it really has changed my life because all of last year I was doing my deliveries in a car that was just so knackered and broke down on me so many times on the way to jobs and oh, no, just really caused me a lot of grief. And then this summer about a month ago I bought Dolly my van it's even got a name and she is amazing just like has just changed everything <laughs> I love it it's like a person amazing um, and what about inspiration oh god I'm gonna say Instagram but that's so boring no that's great tell um, me why Instagram is just the most amazing thing for florists because it's so visual and you can really see what other people are doing and I mean I've learned so much just from following other florists that I admire and whose work I love so like on a daily basis you can see who's doing what events and what jobs they've got and what they're doing there and it's just been an amazing thing for me but other than that I'd just say being out and about um not being trapped in an office like if I've got a day doing admin I try and like go out and see something like see a show or like go to an exhibition or just go for a walk in the park or whatever it is but like get out because there's nothing like so stifling as just sitting in your flat oh yeah preaching to me on that one <laughs> just thinking about it, I can just if only people could see my head on days like that it's like it's not a pretty sight uh, those are great so like when I'm trying to think of ideas for a party or like someone's given me an event and I'm just sitting there being like okay what am I going to do it just doesn't work like I have to go out and then I see a fabric or something I see something really disconnected so that's my advice is just go out <laughs> get out of the house uh, yeah if you were to give sort of leading on from that if you were to give yourself some advice when you were starting out what advice do you kind of wish you'd been given Well, I think a lot of people said to me, oh, you're so brave, you know, all that kind of thing. And I don't think I really felt that much fear because I just kind of have faith in what I was doing was okay. But it was more that taking time to stop is okay. That would be my thing because I would just go at it 
all out and actually it's okay to like have weekends and go on holiday and all that kind of thing if you're in a normal job you know how much holiday you've got but if you're working for yourself I felt so guilty if I ever went away for four days five days whatever I'd feel so bad because I'd feel like oh god I'm gonna be missing out on jobs and that kind of thing but actually if you don't do that you're gonna go completely crazy and not gonna be able to do anything anyway you've been listening to passion pod number 60 with flowers by daisy I love that one. Flowers by Daisy. I'm looking forward to the day that I can have two bunches of those delivered every week. Bring it on. Uh, Thanks very much to Daisy. Some lovely bits in there. Very honest um, and excited still, which is just brilliant. Love it. Thanks so much for downloading it. If you fancy any more, we've got a whole load of these, by the way. You can find us at passionpods.co.uk. Like, have a little flick through our back catalogue. I mean, there's all sorts on there. Hula hoopers... Uh, founder of streetcar, wine tasting, actors, musicians. I just, that's just off the top of my head. There's loads of them. So check that out if you fancy. Or subscribe to us on iTunes. You can just find us at Passion Pods if you type into that little searchy bit. Next week, it's a playwright. Uh, well, writer originally, and then has moved much more into focusing on plays and now TV. Some really great projects that she's working on and very interesting to hear a bit more about the writing process. It's something that fascinates me, how people make writing a career. So it was really, really great to chat to her. Uh, and that's about all I'm going to say on that. So make sure that you find us next Monday. We'll be back with that brand sparkly new one. In the meantime, have a really good week.